You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. We're speaking with Paolo Bacigalupi here at SF and SF. He just read from his story, People of Sand and Slag. Paolo, when I heard that story read live, I found it a lot funnier than when I heard it, read it myself. Um, yeah, actually, I think that something about the live performance changes the way that you hear a lot of the characters' dialogue and their situations come across in a very different way. Um, in I, I actually note I actually find some of the humor in the story myself as I read it live, as opposed to when I wrote it even. Um, that there's a, some a quality of, of of humor that that sort of percolates through as they converse back and forth about what to do with a dog. It it's really heightens the sense of absurdity of the situation, and also points out some of the more poignant parts of the story uh, in the sense of what it is to be human. You know, I think that's actually it's interesting about the. Perf- Performing something, performing a piece, gives you a chance to actually infuse these characters with with voice that's not as flat as it is in 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 text, essentially. And I think, in some ways, what you're hearing is is that that process of building these characters into real people. Um, and so it just changes. It just changes all of the dynamics of the story. We're here at a live reading, which is kind of unusual uh, for science fiction and. We're here in San Francisco. Could you talk a little bit about the the science fiction community that's here right now? You're surrounded by a bunch of people who came out in the pouring rain, <laughs> braved the New Year Chinese New Year's parade, attempted to find a parking place in San Francisco on any day that's difficult. On a rainy day with the New Year's Eve parade, it's even more difficult. You know, it's amazing to be out here where... Uh, there are so many people who are interested in writing, who are interested in science fiction. Uh, where I where I live and work is a very small town in western Colorado, and it's very rural, and um, there's no one around me. And so coming out to something like this is a bit like having a little homecoming where I actually get to meet all the people I actually connect with, and it's it's a pleasure. Could you talk a little bit about just the um, process of writing this story as I say it it, when I read it I thought it was rather dire and I'm wondering if you ever conceived of it as being something that people would find funny not not intentionally I mean there were some sections where you know there are moments where I knew right you know you take a beat all the characters look down at the dog and there is something you know what's happening next and some of those things were sort of at least darkly funny to me but originally when I was conceiving the story it wasn't intended with a humorous layer it was intended to to say some very specific things about uh, what technology can do and what what people with technology can do and and it's really the question of the sort of the God complex of hey if we have technology and we're very powerful and very smart what do we do with our technologies and and I basically the story is about this question of even if we have all the technology in the world and we have all the tools in the world, are we going to make wise decisions with them? Um, and and that was a very powerful uh, question in my mind. And I really wanted to to make a very pointed statement about some things that I see going on in terms of technology and our faith in it. Could you talk a little bit about the process of getting this uh, story published? It was ended up in fantasy and science fiction. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. It origi- <coughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, it originally uh, was taken by Magazine of Fantasy and Science Fiction. Um, this was actually, um, this actually, <laughs> I was surprised that they took it. Um, I didn't know when I sent it in what would happen with it, and I was surprised when they took it, and it um, sold right away. Um, and and then I was doubly surprised by the reaction afterwards as it started getting nominated for awards and getting selected for year's best anthologies. I just had no idea that people would, it, I didn't, I didn't realize that it would resonate with people in the ways that it has. Could you talk, which anthologies did it end up in? Uh, it was in Gardner Dozois' Year's Best Anthology. It was in Jonathan Strayan's Year's Best Anthology. Um, both, of the <coughs> Sorry. both of those. Then it was nominated for the Nebula Award. Then it was nominated for the Hugo Award. Um, and, <coughs> yeah. Right. We've been speaking with Paolo Bacigalupi. His new book is Pump Six. It's out from... Nightshade uh, Books. Thank you for joining me, Paolo. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.